Today we will talk about the three different types of trading edges. What is a trading edge? How do you develop one? And I'm going to take a look at the pros and cons and provide some tips on how retail traders should approach their trading. So welcome back. It is Tuesday, which means it's Trade Society Tuesday and it's time for a new podcast episode. So as I said, we're going to cover the three different types of trading edges. But before we get into that, what is a trading edge? And I found this very nice definition on Investopedia and it goes, a trading edge is a technique, observation or approach that creates a cash advantage over other market players. So basically this means is an edge is a behavior, technique, observation that allows you to, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of your trading year, come out ahead, make money as a trader, and preferably have a repeatable approach that you can use time and time again to generate money and take it out of the markets. And when we look at edges, there are three different types of trading edges that we can distinguish. And I don't really want to talk about which one you should follow. I want to give you information on how to approach each one and also lay out the pros and cons and give you some tips, especially if you are a retail trader, maybe you still have a nine to five job. This is um, something very important. It will also help you to align your personal strength with your trading. So the first edge is, we can call it an information edge. And it means that you have knowledge about something very specific that will affect the price in a given instrument in a specific direction. So what this means, obviously this is very abstract what I just said, but what it means is that you have information that um, is probably and hopefully not publicly available, but it will affect a specific market in a certain way in the future. So this is usually how big hedge funds or banks or other large institutions operate because they have a huge budget and they can really afford to invest in big research. And I had once lunch with a hedge fund trader and they were doing exactly that. They were doing macro plays. And what he said that they have different teams that they were sent into different countries all around the world. And they would talk to the local authorities, look at the economy, look at the political situation and just get an idea of where things are going, where is the biggest opportunities and then make trades based on that information. And obviously, if you have a nine to five job, that will be very hard to pull off. And also it's going to take a lot of capital and especially when we distinguish between Forex and stocks, I think here it really comes, uh, it becomes very obvious as a Forex trader in my experience, and I've been trading Forex for around 14 years, it is very hard to have an informational advantage and to have information that is not publicly available as a Forex trader is probably going to be very difficult uh, unless you have the ECB on your speed dial and you have a direct contact to Miss Merkel, maybe then you may have some insider information. But for the most part, as a Forex trader, information edge is probably not what you're going to go into. However, I have seen many times that in stock trading, that is more feasible and it's more realistic. And especially when we then combine an information edge with a chart edge, then it really comes, uh, it really makes sense. For example, as a stock trader, obviously there's a lot of public information, but there's also a lot of public information that not many people get into. So what you could do is you could dig deep into those company filings. You could look into quarterly reports. You can even tune in into uh, earnings calls and really get a lot of information that, although it's publicly available, probably 
not everyone is gonna really make the effort to get that information. And I have seen many traders, they don't trade solely on based on that, but they then lay a chart edge on top of that to uh, combine the, the best of two worlds, so to speak. And that brings us, let's talk about chart edge. And chart edge is what most traders in the retail world engage in. And a chart edge is basically just talking about uh, pattern recognition skills or a, a, tr a trading strategy that allows you to repeatedly find high probability setups. And I will get into each, uh, each of those in a moment. And the third part is the mindset edge. And the mindset edge is a unique skill set, a way that you are different from other traders psychologically, emotionally, and that you can then express in your trades and your trading behavior. And now I want to take a look at the three different parts one by one and really explain the pros and cons or in the retail context rather. And this is applicable to hopefully both Forex and stock traders. So information edge, as I already said, you are competing against big firms with huge, huge research budget with also big teams. And it's very time intensive. You need to put in a lot of time. And especially if you have a day job, a family and hobbies, that's probably not, uh, not even feasible to pull off. And especially in the Forex markets, the, the information available is probably going to cost a lot of money. Maybe you have a Bloomberg terminal, uh, which I don't, so I can't really talk about that. Um, it's costing a lot of money. I don't think it's available for anyone. Um, you may get information a little bit ahead of the public, but is it really worth it? Well, you have to, you have to make that uh, call. It's doable for stock traders, as I said, but usually it's better to combine it with a chart-based edge. And let's talk about the chart-based edge because this is where most traders spend most of their time and I think it does have obviously a place, but again, it is never black or white. No matter what I talk about every week, I, I keep saying that uh, that phrase. And usually the answer is somewhere in the middle. It's an overlap probably between chart, especially if you're a Forex trader, the overlap between chart edge and mindset edge. That's really, really where it gets interesting, as we will see in a moment. So the chart edge, what is really important is, yes, we're talking about trading strategies, but we are not only talking about a way to find entries. And I, I keep saying it so, so many times. The entry is not as important as many traders make it to be. I'm struggling to say it is the least important part of a trading strategy, but it's, it's very, very close to the bottom. Because even you may have a great entry, if you mess up the exit, you're going to lose money and you're not going to make money over the long term. So the entry is kind of important, but the exit really determines the outcome of your trade, obviously. So the entry, we need to get away from this entry mindset. And you really, if you're talking about a chart edge, you really must build a complete trading approach. So you need to have rules for what is the right time frame for your trading strategy and not only for your trading strategy, the right time frame for you as a trader based on time availability and other factors, as I talked in a previous podcast. It's also about how do you set your stops? How do you set your targets? How do you manage your trades? How do you engage in risk management and position sizing? Those are all the things that you need to go into a solid trading strategy. And that is how you build a trading edge. A trading edge is 
or a chart edge is not um, only a set of rules, but it's also a lot of discretionary um, thinking applied because otherwise we could just take what we are doing, put it into an algo and sit back at the beach and let the money come in. But obviously that's not how it works. So the discretionary part of, of retail traders is really where we find our edge. So it's somewhere between the chart edge. Of course, it's very important that you have a set of rules. But it's also very important that you are able to apply those rules, that you are able to stick to it, that you're able to execute it, and that you're able to grow and develop your, your chart edge. And this is where we then get into the third edge, which is the mindset edge. Three, yeah. So first of all, I would ask, well, you should ask yourself, where do you see your strength outside of trading? Because Especially when I talk to new traders, obviously you won't have the experience of what everything goes into trading. And then when you ask yourself, where are you good in trading, that's not going to cut it. But look at outside, what, are, what do you like to do, where do you see your strength and where are you good at? So I listed four different um, criteria or strength rather. So the first two are kind of related. So the first one is creativeness. I've seen uh, many traders who are in our mentoring group who are pretty creative. And you need to make sure that you are playing to this strength uh, because not many people are creative. And I, I think especially in this trading world, which is more numbers driven, statistics play a big role, and an analysis, analytical thinking, you can really set yourself apart if you're if you come in with a creative mindset and a creative approach. And creativeness can be expressed in trading by just finding new trading ideas, finding new ways how you can express a trading idea. For example, you may, I talked to Moritz about it, he got into stock trading and um, the little bit of the overlap between uh, macro and chart trading. and. Um, you can express a trade in many different ways. Maybe you have done your macro analysis, you have found something that you think may develop in a certain direction, uh, maybe a market that will go up in the future based on your information edge. Then you look at your chart and you look at ways how you can layer the chart analysis on top of the information analysis so that you can time the entry in the most optimal way. But then comes the creative part of expressing this trade idea. And it's not only about, okay, I want to buy lumber, so I'm going to buy lumber CFDs or lumber futures. There are many ways how you could express this. You could go to lumber factories. You could look even for option plays. And there are many ways how you could express a trade idea. And this is something that many creative traders, I think, or many creative people when they get into trading should try to look at. What are the different ways how you can express a trading idea? Or if you just like to develop new trading ideas, come up with new ideas and then uh, test them, that's also um, a good way to do it. Curiosity is the next point. And we talked to Dr. Steenbarger in one of our previous podcasts. And he said the number one predictor for trading success in the traders that he mentors is um, curiosity. And this made sense because what is curiosity doing for you? It is a drive that always keeps you learning, that is always keeping you to look for new information, trying to figure out stuff, trying to learn something new. And in trading, I think this can be absolutely a very, very important skill because the curious trader 
He will never be satisfied with what he has. He will always try to venture out, maybe try a new stop loss approach, a new target approach, a new way to manage your trades. And we have a few traders in our uh, mentoring program that really show this uh, type of um, strength. And they are often the ones who come out ahead much, much quicker because they are questioning everything and they are looking at at ways to improve every little detail or just play around with it, not even improve, but they just want to see, okay, what is going to happen to my trading approach if I tweak my stop loss a little bit or if I use a little bit of a wider target or a smaller target. And that can often lead you down to a very interesting path. Another mindset edge can be resilience, emotional resilience. So a trader, for example, I think Moritz really um, fits into that description. He has been trading poker for many, many years. He has been trading or uh, playing video games professionally in his early years. So I think he has trained his mind to be um, emotionally resilient, that he's able to execute and really play the long game without getting thrown off by short-term results. And... I think in the New Market Wizard book, um, Peter Brand said it, that a big part of his trading edge is taking losses. And if you are a trader who can flawlessly take losses, a loss doesn't really throw you off. A loss doesn't uh, suddenly make you emotional. You're not suddenly getting into revenge trading or over trading. That can be definitely a great part of an edge because what this does for you is that you take the loss and every system will have a loss, but you just get back on track. You wait for the next good trade to come around. You execute the system flawlessly. And then the winning trades can take care of your account growth if you don't let the losses get out of hand first. So this can be a, a great part of a mindset edge as well. And you need to play with that. For example, if you maybe think that you have you are very emotionally resilient and you have no issues with emotions and drawdowns don't bother you and losses don't bother you, you could try to set up a trading approach which has uh, maybe a little bit of a lower win rate, but you're shooting for higher reward risk ratios. Something that I would never recommend to the average uh, amateur trader because usually what you would like to do in the beginning is have a higher win rate so that you have more constant positive feedback, but maybe you're not shooting for the high reward risk ratio, but you take frequent profits much sooner. So you have smaller profits, but a lot of profits. So that could be also a way to uh, approach that. Or your edge could be in conscientiousness, which means that you have a good work ethic. So you identify what is unpleasant, what is not fun, but it's necessary. And we all know that um, there are, whatever you do, even if you have your dream job, not every day will be fun um, and play. There's always gonna be some things that come up which just need to be dealt with. There are certain things, no matter what, that are not pleasant, that are not fun, but they are going to make the difference long term. So, for example, in trading, what is it? Journaling, backtesting, putting in the time, going through your records. That is not the most fun thing that you can imagine, but it's going to help you long term. And I think the traders who are really, really good with work ethic and digging into numbers and are analytical that is where they see the edge and that is where they should put more focus on really get to love your trading journal get to love the analytical part and then this will help you improve your edge further down the line so as i said 
nothing, no one edge is really overweighing the other. No edge is more superior. You can't really neglect any. If you are a stock trader, I think the overlap between information edge where you do your analysis, um, you pick your direction based on information. For example, you may do an analysis on a stock, you dig into their reports and quarterly calls, you tune in and there you get a bias. Okay, you wanna buy a specific company, but you don't just buy it right away. You then layer your chart edge on top of that. You, you pull up the chart and you try to find the best possible entry price and then with the best possible stop, the best possible target. And then you also have your mindset edge where the mindset edge really allows you to execute your chart edge and to really keep improving your chart edge over time. And again, I wish there was a simpler answer just to this and then everything will be fine, but that's not the case, obviously. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you will know that. Trading is obviously not very um, easy and it requires a lot of time and, and effort, but I think if you have a, a solid approach, a step-by-step -step approach that it will help you and a good understanding of what it takes, it will help you make the right decisions, move into the right direction and then see improvements over time. So that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you gained something out of it. If you did, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe. I see we are still just at 20 iTunes reviews. So I'm pretty sure more than 20 people are listening to this. So really bump up the iTunes reviews. I would be very, very pleased. I read every comment if they come in. So yeah, make sure to support the podcast and I will keep making those free podcasts week after week.